Hello, everyone. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm the host of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast, and you're about to listen to the first part of a three-part series of the Georgia College students who majored in marketing and did a project for Justin the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. But I want to apologize in advance. The recording quality is not great. We recorded in a new remote location in Milledgeville, Georgia, and there's an echo. So I apologize for that, but please listen in. These students did a great job, and I look forward to hearing what everyone thinks. Thank you again for listening in, and here we go. Welcome to another episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. And today I have with me my lovely tour guide and significant other, Deborah Micus. Hello. And I emphasize tour guide because this is our first podcast in Milledgeville, Georgia. And we're in the studio today with the students, the marketing students of Georgia College. And it's not Georgia College and State University like we thought it was, although everything does say that. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, one by one and tell us where you're from. Tell us why marketing and uh, we'll start there. Um, hi everyone. My name is Jordan Day and I, I'm from Woodstock, Georgia. I'm a marketing major, but I also have an MIS minor and I kind of chose marketing because like I'm really creative and I love talking to people and with the other like majors at our school, I didn't really feel like, you know, they fit me that well. So that's sort of why I chose marketing. All right. Well, my name is Emily Hanmer. I am from Alpharetta, Georgia. I am also a marketing major, um, and I chose it due to an experience I had my sophomore year. I was actually a marketing manager for one of the boutiques downtown, ended up falling in love with it, and just kind of went from being pre-law to marketing. So I really loved that. I also have a communications minor, which is basically rhetoric. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what I can do with it. Hi, my name is Shay Latham, and I'm from Douglasville, Georgia. Um, I'm a marketing major as well, and I chose marketing just from a creative background. I really enjoy working with people, and um, it's fun to get to know to other people's companies. So I'm really excited about um, graduation soon. So before we truly dive in, since we were just talking about this before we hit record, so was it Georgia College and State University before? Or why does everything say GCSU like your emails? So I'm pretty sure it was a women's college to begin with. Did y'all? It was. Yes, it it was. was Georgia College? I think it was Georgia College and State University. And I think it was even Georgia College and State University when we came in four years ago. Yeah. And now they're trying to rebrand and they just haven't quite gotten around to that yet. But... So yeah. do you guys know if you look at the website, what it's does it now say Georgia College mm-hmm. on the website? It just yeah. says Georgia so they've College. gone that far. Yeah. Yes. 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 Email signs, nothing like that. <laughs> and if you buy a sweatshirt from the college, it Georgia says Georgia College. It says Georgia College. Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're we're progressing. So ultimately, yeah. it yes. will be Georgia College, and we're transitioning away from step by step. Gosh. <laughs> so when you came to the school, did you apply to Georgia College or Georgia College and State University? Georgia College and State University. So do we still go here? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Do we we get our degrees? (laughs) I think like the biggest thing is um, like a lot of us go here because we have friends here or relatives or I don't know. But like we've always been told it's been Georgia College and State University or GCSU for short. And so maybe that's why they're trying to or trying to rebrand, but it's not really, you know, clicking with everyone where we always like use like GCSU for everything. 
Maybe that's why. I don't know. But maybe one day we'll, we'll put... Maybe they need to, to recruit you guys when you yeah, graduate maybe. now that you're marketing yeah. <laughs> majors and you can help re- with the rebranding. As hey, new classes start coming in, they won't even know Georgia mm-hmm. College and State University. Yeah. They'll know Georgia College. <laughs> It'll just filter pro- we'll out, say, probably. We'll say back in our day. <laughs> in the day, <laughs> Well, so I want to explain a little bit to the audience why you guys are even here in the first place. Um, yes, I just swung my arm and hit the mic. <laughs> As we just talked about beforehand, I'm, I'm 100%. Well, not 100%, but pretty close Italian in my mannerisms. And so I swing my arms all over the place. So in the new studio, I'm not used to the microphone stand or whatever you want to call this arm. (laughs) And uh, so my arm keeps hitting it. So everyone's laughing at me. But anyway, uh, what we've done is we've asked and worked with the Georgia College and the marketing students that are graduating. Congratulations, almost. And we've asked them to do a marketing plan and presentation on advertising and marketing for the podcast that we're doing, Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs, with a zero budget. Zero dollars. Yes. And so it's been complicated. And I don't know. Have you guys enjoyed it? It has been a fun challenge for sure. We've actually come up with some great ideas that we're really excited to share with you guys. So, yeah, we have managed to keep the zero budget. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So just curious, as you guys are taking classes and stuff, and with how the world is changing and everything's on the Internet and whatnot, I mean, do you think that's going to be more and more of a request? I mean, that there will be fees to pay you guys to come up with plans similar to this, but really kind of coming from a direction of not having much of a budget. Do you think that's the future? Is that did you study anything along those lines? Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, oh, sorry. I think people are moving towards maybe smaller budgets and no budgets because you are able to do social media marketing now rather than you know paying for somebody to create a television commercial, which you know costs a lot of money to get on a television program and stuff like that. Just small budgets to do social media um, or no budget at all. I think it's going to start. Um, definitely being don't you guys I definitely think comparatively there will be a lot less of a budget I don't know if there will be necessarily no budget um I think it depends on the size of the organization as well like if you're trying to reach nationally whereas if you're trying to reach a little bit I don't know I just feel like maybe it would be a little bit more budget but still less budget so I mean Mm -hmm. with the digital age what field you're in what areas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also like what you're trying to do like if you're interested in the pays per click thing then obviously you're paying for that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not interested in that, then there's really, right. I mean, there's other options. Right. You know, it's interesting. We have a friend, um, through a friend who has a pot or not a podcast. She has a blog and mm-hmm. she basically shows, she makes food at home and whatnot. And she writes a blog and she somehow has monetized it. And I just find it completely fascinating. She's making six figures, making up recipes at home while she's there with her daughter. And I'm like, that seems pretty impressive. And so Mm -hmm. I think there's a trend in going in that direction and really trying to figure out how do we monetize things? Um, this, this, uh, process that you guys had to go through with it being uh, a podcast that was probably different than like a material product. And so when you guys were studying, I mean, maybe here, we'll start with you. Um, Jordan and sorry and Jordan why don't you go through and maybe talk about some of the classes and you guys can kind of build on yeah. it and talk about maybe some of the different classes you took that prepares you to go out in the world and do that 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I'll just start with like kind of like our major classes. Um, there was consumer behavior. Well, first there's like our principles of marketing and that basically just teaches us, you know, like the basic terms of marketing. And then there was consumer behavior and that was a really interesting class. You learned all about the advertisements and why certain ads are certain colors, certain designs. And then I also took, I'm trying to think of it. Marketing research. Mar- marketing research. And that was really interesting. We had um, another client um, from my marketing research class where we actually, you know, went out in the field and came up with like a marketing sort of like research plan where we had um, like a survey for them to complete. And so that was really interesting as well. And then... What else is there? Well, I've taken a social media class, which is kind Mm -hmm. of what you guys wanted to focus on. So that is advertising. Advertising, right? Advertising, yeah. yeah, And then now um, we're in our two capstones right now, strategic management and marketing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so for your capstone class, uh, this is obviously what the project you're working on for us for and for the podcast. There's two projects that you have to complete for your capstone. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And and is there only one professor that teaches the capstone class? Mm-hmm. Yes. So for our marketing, yes. Oh wow! So all pressure leads to one point right. or one person. Yes, and she's been right. teaching it for a really long time. So tell us a little bit about you know what your experience has been as a as a marketing major. I mean, you you go to school, you go to classes, you get real life experience. Do you have to do an internship to be a marketing major? I don't think you have to do an internship, but. Um, if you want a job out of college with marketing, you are advised to do an internship because most places don't um, or won't hire someone without a little bit of experience at least. Mm-hmm. Don't you guys? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You at least need some kind of experience. Yeah. For sure. So, so I'm going to ask a loaded question. Do you know what the next question is? What <laughs> internships have we had? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, currently I have a leasing and marketing internship at Station on Macintosh. It's an apartment complex here in Milledgeville. I've been there for about two years and I'm, I work with two of my roommates and then um, one of my brothers in my business fraternity. And that has been great. We um, post on social media. We have resident, residents come into the office all the time and then prospect residents, you know, for like the next year. And then this past summer, I had a marketing internship with MyMedics. They're located in Marietta, Georgia. And they're, um, they, like, they deal with like diabetic, ulcers and wound ulcers so it was really interesting to be on the marketing for the medical side as well that's got to be interesting to market to someone that has an ulcer i'd be i'm gonna follow yes. up on this i'm like how do yes. you do that like i mean it's a need thing but i'm sure there there may be other options so that's pretty cool it was really interesting because you know since i was an intern i kind of did you know a lot of the filing and everything and so i was in the room with all the flyers and i just saw all the pictures and they were they were very interesting pictures, but it was definitely a great experience, and I learned a lot. Yeah, you got to show them the inside. It's like the lung cancer ads on the side of a cigarettes in Europe. They show you the black lung before on the well, big and, on the cigarettes, oh, wow. and on the cigarette box it says these will kill you. I think yeah. it's actually yeah, it says in Europe, it's in yeah. bold letters. Mm-hmm. It's very. I'm like, well, that's direct, but it doesn't stop anyone. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, they probably smoke more in Europe than over here. I'm not sure though, but. I would believe I that. 
All right, Emily, what was your oh, experience? Well, I haven't had, I've only had one internship per se, but I've had a lot of marketing jobs. So as far as the internship, I did an internship with Dress Up, which is a clothing company that has 20 locations in the Southeast as of right now. And um, I was their social media intern. And I kind of mainly focused on all of their social media accounts, posting specifically on Instagram, which had 5 million impressions daily, which is kind of wow. a beast, honestly. It was really massive and a lot of pressure, but a lot of fun. Um, and then other than that, I kind of have my own freelance marketing business where I work with a lot of um, uh, businesses in Cumming, Georgia, and Alpharetta, and Johns Creek. Um, and then other than that, I've worked. I've also worked in an apartment complex where I've done some event planning and marketing for them as well. But um, just a bunch of different odd jobs, so it's been really fun. But so just a real quick follow up question on that. So seeing you said you already have your own marketing, mm-hmm. I'm, I have my own kind of freelance marketing business. I have a lot of clients, so about three, four, three, almost four right now. So. so when you graduate, will you continue doing that, or will you look for a job with a larger firm? Um, I'm definitely looking for a job with another firm. That said, um, mainly what I'm doing for these companies are based on digital marketing because, as we talked about before, it's a little bit cheaper. And a lot of these companies are like entrepreneurs, small, small businesses, don't have that much money to put towards marketing. Marketing, so it's right. something that I can really help them out with. So I'll probably keep that up, but also have another career. So we'll see how it goes. That's, That's how cool. it starts. Yeah. Okay. I have had um, two internships. Um, my first internship was with Crab Rademacher, which is an advertising agency that I worked for. And um, I basically just got to work alongside them. I don't have um, any graphic design experience besides, you know, the little... I guess, projects and stuff that we do, but I've never taken a graphic design class. So that was cool to see people who actually know how to use all these programs and stuff. And then as well as um, just seeing how creative all these people were, you know, I feel like I'm creative. And then I got there and I was like, maybe I'm not as creative as all these people, but (laughs) there's a whole spectrum. Yeah, no, that was super cool. And then I also was an intern for um, Murace, which is a undergraduate research program that Georgia College is, um, I guess, a part of groups with. And so I basically just did the marketing and event planning and organization of that. And so that was really cool to see, um, you know, just the background side, I guess, of what takes to go into the programs. So that's pretty awesome that you all have experience in marketing. I don't, my internship had nothing to do, uh, the internships I had, nowhere ended up where I ended up. I didn't do one food internship undergrad I did head hunting for human resources I did security resourcing that was kind of fun and um, and then I did uh, financial and so all of which I don't do because I didn't <laughs> like any of it I guess in the long run but so okay let's paint a picture let's say what are your goals you've got a marketing degree now Life is about to get crazy, right? Are you scared to graduate? Is it a little bit <laughs> exciting, fearful? Well, let's be honest. Like, let's do the round table again. Like, let's be real. Oh, like, yeah. what's going on? You're a college kid. You know, something that you probably never tell your parents, but you can mm-hmm. tell us on the podcast. <laughs> you know, what is it? What is going on in your head right now? I mean, there's excitement, but it's also four mm-hmm. years are almost done. Yeah, it's definitely bittersweet. I'm happy and sad at the same time. Like, I'm happy, you know, to go on to my next adventure. I'm actually moving back home for probably until like the end of December. And then me and my best friend will move out like in January, February. But I, my main goal is to just be happy with 
the like the job and career path I decide. I am kind of open to anywhere. I've kind of been looking more into like HR and operations. Um, like I like kind of how Shay was saying. Like yes, I'm creative, but I don't know if I want to be in the marketing field. You know, designing. You know, various ads or like being, you know, you know what I mean. I don't really. I completely I, understand yeah, what you're saying because right. after you, I mean maybe in the future you might get experience and then want to do that but coming out of it I feel like I would have needed to maybe minor in graphic design or creative writing and that's something that I didn't know at the Mm -hmm. beginning that I wish that I kind of would have known now so if you are a marketing major maybe minor in graphic design or creative writing (laughs) well and here's the truth is that in human resources you're actually are marketing you're just doing it internally it's Mm -hmm. not outward facing so you're marketing to all the employees. So the company, you still got to send out the emails and the fun days and let's all go have the company picnic. I don't know if they mm-hmm. still do things like that. And but see, I would love to do that. My, well, my, what I learned, I went to a lot of career fairs this past semester. I would love to be a college recruiter. Like I, I was thriving that day. Like I was talking to so <laughs> many people. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be in your shoes, you know? But so that's kind of like where I'm looking at. I, I'm interested in like the health field as well. Maybe, I don't know. I used to be nursing, so I'm obviously... Same. Yeah, I... <laughs> really, so switching paths, because that would mm-hmm. mean going back to school, right? I was a nursing major just for one semester, and I found out quickly that that was not where I needed to be. Yep, I was a nursing major. Well, my whole life, I thought I wanted to be a nurse, and then I changed it my second semester of sophomore year. Then I joined the business fraternity, and I was like, oh, yes, business is my path. <laughs> <laughs> Liking that. Yes. All right, good. Emily? Um, mine's a little bit different. So I really um, would rather not go into the sales force at all. I kind of want to do more of the marketing side, the creative side. Um, I'm starting to try my luck at Photoshop and graphic design. We'll see how that goes. I'm really, um, I'm excited to leave college, but I'm kind of bittersweet as well. Like I have a lot of friends here. I've made a lot of memories here. So it will be kind of sad to leave. Um, but ideally, you know, I'm hoping to do marketing specifically or communications with um, a fashion brand. That is my goal. It's going to be a long way down the road, but we'll see. So <laughs> that's cool. Um, I have actually already accepted a job, so I'm really yeah. excited. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm really excited. Um, I would say that I'm a little sad about leaving school because I like Georgia College and I like Milledgeville, but I think that um, I'm more excited than sad, if that makes sense, just because I'm excited to just kind of get out and experience new things, and um, me and one of my best friends will be moving to Atlanta, and just um, basically my whole friend group is moving to Atlanta, so I've made all these friends here, and they're kind of just going with me. So the only thing that I will not be doing anymore is schoolwork. <laughs> Basically, we'll be around the same people. So sad. Yeah, I'd actually say that that's, uh, that's awesome. And my entire friend group and a lot of my fraternity brothers, we all moved to D.C. and had a bunch of years there. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And be young. You yes. know, if I, right. I, if I will tell you enjoy. anything, enjoy being young and enjoy your 20s because they're gone and then you don't want to look back for sure. <laughs> Not like I don't. I had my fair share of trouble, but, um, <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. I will tell you that. So as anyone can guess, but you know, one of the things I want to say is for sure is like pursue whatever you want to do. Seriously. Like if someone would have said to me and I had the chance to be on a podcast opposite someone as awesome as me. <laughs> and um, I'm just kidding, obviously not really. And it's, um, but you know, in 
do whatever you want to do right now. Like learn as much as you can right now because like one of the things that I've realized is that, you know, to have fun for sure, but the the more you learn and work in your twenties, the more fun you have the rest of your life. You know, it's you get an experience and you get money and you you just really you know and save it when you can because once you get into your thirties and forties and you start families, it's a little bit harder to save your money. And I'm sure your parents are saying it, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> but for real, like your whole life can be fun. It's just really taking care of it and making sure you do it along the way and learn as much as you can because you may want to switch careers in the middle of your life. I started off in finance and I'm now in food and so in beverages. And I swore to God I would never work in food and beverage because I grew up in a family in food and farming. And I'm like, I will never do that with my life. Within one year of graduating, I'm like, I need to go do something. And I fell in love with food again and it was sort of this thing so keep an open mind for sure so i'm going to ask another question so let's talk about life in milledgeville as college students i think this is a fun topic and we're talking about food so where and um where are each of the places that you guys like to go where do you go out to the bars where do you guys go to Mm -hmm. Eat. What is your hangouts like? Let's talk about even Milledgeville. fun stuff. Like, where do you, what are outdoor things you do? Fun stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so this little Mexican bar it used to be called Gringos, and so all of us, you know, still associate it with Gringos, and now it's called Bollywood Tacos. They have amazing so tacos. It's yes, really good. Do. And they have a really good brunch on Sundays as well. Really? Yeah, it's oh. really good. So that's probably my favorite place downtown. There's also um, this little place called Pickle Barrel, and it's on the outskirts. <laughs> it's um, like when you go like into town, I guess, with all of... Um, you know, like the retail stores and it's everything. It's like 441. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Highway 441. But um, that one's really good as well. There's the Greenway Park that a lot of people will go to either run or walk or, you know, play with their dogs, you know, go swim. But, Where's that? Oh, um, that's actually <laughs> right down the street. It's, um, what... It's what, like... It's kind of by Georgia Military College. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, by the Military College. It's like right by, you know, where the AJ's wing place is. It's right in that little crevice over there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I would say definitely Bollywood is my favorite place downtown. Love that. Yeah, it definitely has the best food for sure. If not, um, if I'm not at Bollywood, then I will probably be at the Brick. Um, And I don't know if that's because the food is good or because all my friends work there. But (laughs) Both um, are good reasons. Yes, exactly. Um, But yeah. Definitely life, college life in Millie is a fun time. You get a lot of walking because that's really all there is to do, but a lot of outside <laughs> stuff, the lake, everything like that. So, yeah. Do you guys go to the lake much? Is that something? I don't just because I don't have, I guess, um, a lake house there or right. obviously a boat or anything here. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess go sitting by the lake could yeah, be an option. I but like this hidden gem kind of like dock place and i have a friend that has a jet ski so we'll go there sometimes but oh that's fun yeah it's super fun yeah one of my friends um her parents rented her a house on the lake and so she for like about a year and a half so she lived there while she went to school yes it was so much fun we would go and lay out or like after downtown we would go well i guess it was somewhat safe like we would go jump in the lake and everything (laughs) (laughs) it was fun but she lived in a little um what's it called like where it's like, oh, like a cove or something. Kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds but like yeah. she had the setup. <laughs> I know it was. It was yeah. So, so Shay, favorite restaurant? Um, 
I loved when Aubrey's was downtown. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. It's now over by the golf course, which is great probably for them. But when it was downtown for us, that was cool. Great food, but also um, a great older crowd environment, I guess right. you should say, when you want to go downtown. Um, I think the majority of me and my friends go to Velvet when we go out. My friend, um, one of my friends works there, so just going and visiting with her is fun. Um, but we always say that we wish Aubrey's was still downtown because it's just a more calm place where you can go sit mm -hmm. and chill and mm -hmm. you don't have to have a wild, I guess you could say, night. You could just go chill and have drinks and stuff, but now that that's not there anymore. There's a new place that's called Real Grill. Real Grill. Y'all should check it out. Okay. It's, we haven't um, tried it yet. <laughs> seafood. They have all kinds of like different seafood, steaks and stuff. It looks really upscale. Um, so <laughs> that's another place and yeah, I mean, um, like you said, the Greenway is a great place for outdoor activity as well as front campus, I would say. A lot mm -hmm, of people yes. are sitting out there and doing stuff. So um, that's right kind of now. the little so pretty out there. Milledgeville mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Well, the other thing is Capital. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yes. We Wait, forgot what's to the touch. Name? What's, what's the oh, name? The Tavern. The Tavern. The Tavern upstairs. I think <laughs> the Tavern upstairs. Yes. And so it is a huge dance club. They have, there's a dance club in, in Milledgeville. Milledgeville. Yes, I don't know. It's only open though, what is it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Yeah, yeah I think so. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes. And so they have a tavern downstairs right now and it just turned into a Mexican restaurant called La Taverna. Very authentic, you can tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our freshman year it used to be called Chops and that was the place to go. Like mm -hmm. all the freshmen, you would be like, okay, we're going to Chops. <laughs> but yeah, it's this huge dance club upstairs. So does the retail turnover and the restaurant scene turnover pretty rapidly? I mean, you guys keep referring to, oh, well, it used to be this. So, Well, only yeah. two of them have really turned over, right? It's like um, some places have. I think mm -hmm. like um, Gringo's that she said is now Bollywood Tacos right. it just changed ownership. So Gringo's used to be kind of the same thing as Bollywood Tacos, but it's changed ownership and um, it's... It's a little, yeah. I would say, the a little nicer now. definitely better. Mm -hmm. It was, mm -hmm. so there's um, this Greek cuisine place, Metropolis downtown. Y'all have y'all <laughs> yeah. been there? <laughs> been well, there. So the owner bought Gringos and he turned it into Bollywood. Okay, so now he has two restaurants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like so the little patio. So now he has Greek, Indian, and Mexican in two places. <laughs> yep. Basically. Right. <laughs> so favorite tacos at Bollywood Tacos, because Deborah and I love it there as well, although we apparently have to go to this dance club. We, we to see I'll see you there, there. Friday night. I, I will take you guys there. <laughs> I would love to see you guys in there. We, we take my you boss. Get a jet fuel. Ooh, bus moves. <laughs> You've got to get a jet fuel mm -hmm. while you're at Capitol. Yes. Jet fuel. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm like, oh, I mean, so is that is that what... I mean, is the scene usually downtown? I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights are what you guys yeah, go mm -hmm. out and Tuesdays are karaoke nights. Some wilder people do those Tuesday um, nights. Oh, yeah. I, oh, no. I can't do that anymore. Maybe like freshman year. Maybe yes, my younger days. <laughs> and then there's usually trivia on Mondays. Mm -hmm. And then my apartment complex where I work, we have trivia at Bollywood on Wednesdays. So that's really fun. We, I think we were at... Was it, did you say Brick Cafe? Was that the name of it? What's the one? Um, there's the Brick. Oh, the yeah. Brick. Didn't we eat there on we Halloween? We did. 
And so I got to tell you that Halloween in Milledgeville is like nothing Deborah and I have ever seen. Like we went around <laughs> just driving around the lake and driving around and ate around and there are literally people in wagons being pulled by four wheelers and cars. Oh my and goodness. Like, like the, the neighborhood over by the lake. It's crazy. Like literally there'll be the dad driving the big pickup truck and he's pulling a flatbed and he's got grandma and mom and the kids <laughs> and all their costumes sitting in chairs and lawn chairs on this little flatbed and pulling it all through the neighborhood. It's crazy. And not only that, but the people in the neighborhood, they don't even stay inside their houses. They come to the end of their driveway. Wow. And so it's like this huge party over there. We're like, oh my God, it's crazy. There's like police out there directing traffic. I've never seen anything like it. That's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I just thought it was interesting because it's such a great idea. Why (laughs) drive in a car or walk from house to house when you can get pulled in a trailer? They had their hay bales or their seats or their... And they could throw out candy. It was like, it was amazing. It's like just, a parade. Very fun. I, sure. I the kids were having fun. So were the adults, really. I mean, the adults really are the ones who made it that, that way. It was great. That's so fun. Oh, I wish I would have known about that. <laughs> Next year, you'll have to come back and visit. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I got totally sidetracked, though. Favorite taco. Do you guys have a favorite Ooh, taco? Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. Um, you go, okay. Um, well, have you guys tried the avocado taco? The fried avocado taco, so good. Trust me on okay. this. Okay, I, I, I thought it was weird too, but trust me, it's so good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a side note. We're in this studio. We'll call it a studio in the house in Milledgeville campus, and the light in the studio goes off and on as it pleases. And anyone in the audience, I'm going to give you a fun fact. Apparently, Milledgeville, Georgia is the second most haunted place on earth. Well, especially the Central State Hospital. Central Central State Hospital. (laughs) And so the light keeps going on and off as we do this podcast. So now we're in the dark, which is a little bit creepy as we're all (laughs) trying to talk to each other. But I thought it'd be an interesting thing for everyone to realize five people in the dark. (laughs) I'm praying there aren't any ghosts. I know, praying there aren't any ghosts. Although we do have a sixth mic hooked up and there's five of us in here, so maybe we do have company. So if anyone hears anything on the podcast, I promise we don't hear it now, but he may be on the mic. She, he, she. (laughs) So let's, let's go back a little bit to class. So you guys are marketing. How did you get chosen as a team? How does it, how does it work? How do you guys get broken up? And did you guys know each other before or were you in classes together? Or this is sort of the first time you guys have worked together. I think um, we've all been in similar classes together just mm-hmm. because Georgia College is a smaller school. And so there's only a certain amount of professors. So we have been in an overlap mm-hmm. of classes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then do you want to talk about? Um, yeah, sure. Choosing? So our professor has kind of these strange, unknown uh, configuration process for these groups. Um, there have been theories circulating around the marketing department. No one really knows exactly how she does it. We have a um, kind of a pre-exam we take at the beginning of the semester that kind of is somewhat associated into that, but no one really knows the mystery of how these groups are formed. It's <laughs> also maybe our GPA goes mm-hmm. into yeah, it. The test score. Right, right. We just know they're calculated. Strictly, strictly calculated. (laughs) As in pulling names out of a hat? Maybe. You'll have to find out. Let us know. (laughs) Maybe she'll tell us her secret. Oh, wow. The light just went back on in the studio. (laughs) Automatically, everyone's everyone's got big eyes right now. (laughs) Did you hear that noise? What? (laughs) Do you hear that? Do you hear that noise? 
Oh no! <laughs> it, it sounded like a bass. Like it did sound like bass. Yeah, maybe, so maybe, maybe it's, it's just a car. car. Yeah. yeah, it's a car. Probably. It's a car. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay, now I'm freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> Guess a little real, right? No, Wait, no, I, no. So, the, so tell us, do you guys have you ever? So, part of what we did before we recorded is we went out to the kitchen, which Deborah and I are part of a group renovating, but. Other than that, well, we'll talk about what you thought of the kitchen in a second, but have you guys ever been out to the campus and run around here as college students? I got to imagine you're oh, curious. No running around for me. I had to go for, well, I didn't have, well, yes, we had to, but I was really interested to go for one of my classes my freshman year. And when we were outside one of the buildings, we all were just staring at the windows. And then all of a sudden, a curtain moves and we see a figure. I don't know if it was just our imagine, like our imagine, or. Yeah, our imagination just playing with us, or but I more than it wasn't just you seeing it. No, others saw it. Yes. So okay, so, <laughs> so more than a flu. That's the only time I've been here. So and then All now right. the lights. Emily Shay, how about you guys? <laughs> well, freshman year, um, I came here a little bit more often because my friends would always dare me. Oh, let's see if you can like even drive around for five minutes. So I was like, okay, I got this. I am the biggest chicken you will ever meet in your entire life. I was terrified. One of my friends got out of the car, and I just screamed. It was so bad. Um, but freshman year, a little bit of gallivanting, but um, not so much anymore. I'm, they don't dare me anymore, so hopefully they don't <laughs> listen to this, and this is a reminder. This is my second time being out here. Um, I came one time freshman year, and I'm just... I don't know. I am a scaredy cat. So one time was enough for me. I'd seen enough. Okay. So curious. I mean, when you guys started school here, or maybe it even started when you guys were younger, since you're all from Georgia, but what, what do you know about this campus? Have you heard it's haunted? Have you, what do you know about this campus? Well, we know there are a ton of unmarked graves somewhere around here, um, and everybody says it's haunted, and we don't know if it's just the legend of Milledgeville or what exactly it is, but um, yeah, you know? that's basically what I've heard. I haven't um, seen anything, but I've just heard that it's haunted, mm-hmm. and um, I guess also just when you see maybe like older rundown buildings, it's just kind of, you know, an eerier feeling kind of. Mm-hmm. And I have read up a little bit on the history of it and that they did not necessarily treat the patients as nice as they should have. Um, so I would believe it, but um, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, for the audience out there, I mean, this is the campus is 2,000 acres and it has over 200 buildings on it. And there's a main strip uh that with buildings on both sides of a pecan orchard and the buildings are quite gorgeous really Mm -hmm. they're beautiful brick old southern looking buildings and they're gorgeous but many of them have boards in the window and so there definitely is a component of an eeriness no Mm -hmm. doubt and so it's interesting because when we first came here we googled it ourselves and it comes up as one of the most haunted places in the united states And after having been coming here for multiple years now, I can say I've I've never seen anything. I've asked lots of people. (laughs) That's why I'm curious. I wanted to ask you guys too. Had you ever seen anything? And is it a thing that kids on the campus talk about? Like, oh my gosh, over Mm -hmm. there is the Central State Hospital. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's definitely talked about, but we are just not very gutsy girls (laughs) over here. (laughs) I know a lot of people will come during Halloween and Mm -hmm. I don't know why they do that, but apparently like they have a lot of problems with breaking, like breaking in. And then so the police, I know, are always patrolling here. 
Right. We see security here all the time. And well, I do. I will say that the window with someone earing out is a few other people have told us those stories on the particular building that there is someone there. So we have not seen it. I've had my fair scares in the buildings by myself and Deborah, especially because now that, you know, you're kind of like sitting in a building <laughs> and suddenly you hear a noise and. I can have a high-pitched scream. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, but I've been in the Powell building, the big white building we drove mm-hmm. past earlier today, you guys. It's this huge white building, and it used to ha- be it used to be a hospital, right? It had hospital beds in and stuff, and now it's the central place we go when we deal with having business meetings here at this point. But it's a massive building. It's probably five stories. It's like a big horseshoe shape, and really about four people work in there. So, and that's when everyone's there. Oh, wow. And so it's really not many people. So it's completely possible that when we fly into town, we sometimes divide and conquer and Justin might have to go one place and I might be in the office and I end up there all by myself. So there definitely have been some things like hearing noises and, you know, but then a security guard shows up or something. And I'm like, Oh my God, you scared me to death, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and so, but it's been fun. I agree. It's been, it's, it's cool what they're trying to do here. They're trying to rebuild the campus. And as we said, the reputation hasn't been great. So it's really something and a chance to rebuild a community and rebuild the property here and attract what we're going to call the Georgia International Food Center. Uh, so food entrepreneurs come visit and always an open door. But so we went and saw the kitchen today. I'm going to ask each of you what you thought. I'll give you about two to three minutes. No pressure. (laughs) And so, Jordan, what did you think? Um, I thought it was really interesting. I did not know how big that building was. It was, it's really interesting, like you guys were saying, how when they turned off the AC or the heat, is that Mm -hmm. why the ceiling was falling? Yeah, all the paint. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all the paint has fallen off of the ceiling and the tiles, the on the floor they're coming up I guess because they turned it all off I don't know but I just I you know I just have only I've only been here once and so I really don't really know you know what this complex is about or anything and it was really interesting going into the building and seeing you know all the machines that they used to use and that it was a cafeteria and that it was segregated as well but we learned a lot, and we saw a lot today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The history element of it was really cool. I also thought, was kind of amazed by all of the debris and such from the ceiling. I do not know how you guys are going to get it done in four months, four to six, but <laughs> I will send my thoughts your way. Um, I also, you know, I just kept thinking when you were telling us about everything you're doing, I was like, wow, that's going to bring a lot of jobs into this community. It's going to bring a lot of, you know, commercialism into this community. So that's really exciting, and I'm excited for that because it's a great place here in Milledgeville. So... Very exciting. Do you guys know like how many jobs you guys are bringing in, or are you bringing? Mm-hmm. So we'll, when we when we first open the kitchen, we'll probably have about sixty employees, okay. and when we get to capacity, we'll probably be somewhere around four, potentially up to five hundred people. Wow, so, that's really yeah. Good. Be it's great. been really interesting too because as we've been looking at this project and stuff, I've met so many people in this town, and so many of them, almost all of them, have some connection to this campus and in particular the kitchen even mm-hmm. and people are like oh my gosh because I'm like are we going to be able to hire enough people mm-hmm. it seems like a small town and they're like you will not have any problem and oh, no. you know there's just a lot of people who want to work and really great work ethics and whatnot. so
So mm-hmm. might even find some college students that might want to. Right. For sure. I know there's a lot of college students mm-hmm. that work in Milledgeville. So um, I think that would be a good opportunity. For sure. I don't know if you guys remember, but the first time we met, we asked if any of you guys were going to be staying in Milledgeville. Yes. Right. I remember right. that. I'm thinking about that. For, don't you worry. You might have to be at one of those recruiting sessions and trying yes. to job yes. fairs, set ourselves up there. So Shay, what did you think? Um, I thought it was a really big building. I'm going to be honest. At first I was a little creeped out. Just, I, I don't know why. Just when you know that it's like you said, when you know that it's some, supposed to be haunted, I guess it's just an eerie feeling, like we said. But as you showed us the building, it just went on and on and on. So there's so much opportunity and like space in there that you have so much to do with. And, um, I definitely think that um, it's going to turn out really well, just the way that y'all have it all organized and stuff. But I also, like I told you earlier, I didn't realize, you know, how many things go into, um, I guess, food service with having to package it and bring it in. I mean, I know, obviously, you have to do that kind of stuff, but just knowing all the steps and um, even when you talked about the different sanitation areas, that's nice to know that. You, there is sanitation going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of rules oh, and regulations. Yeah. More than you can imagine. Yes. More than I can imagine. We have uh, people who, that's all they do is make sure we're in compliance mm-hmm. and whatnot. And a lot of our job beyond cooking food has to do with just tracking it all mm-hmm. and making sure so that there's safety to the public for sure. Okay. I like your answer. So now we're going to do a little marketing Q&A for fun and see how you guys are on your toes. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So we now have a 2,200-acre campus. Is that right? 2,200 yeah. acres? And we have a whole town of college students. So what do we need to do here to attract you guys as college students to the campus? So I'll give you like each five minutes. You'll, you get to have the show. You're going to think on the fly. Okay. And I'm going to say, okay, you know, pitch yourself. What do you think would be great for this campus? What do you think would attract students? And how do we get more of you to participate not only in the town of Milledgeville, but here in, as a campus? And, and keep in mind, like, you can use the whole campus. You can, you, can you know, there's you buildings. There's, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to just focus it on the kitchen. There's. We okay. can go in a different order if you guys want. Should I pick randomly? Oh, no, Jordan's um, up. I don't know if I can go for five minutes, but, but I have a little idea okay. in my head. Shoot. Um, so I would say definitely partnering with the sororities and fraternities. I know Zeta does their a 5K thriller here. And so are you guys wanting to create more traffic just around your building, or are you wanting... Like, I think the campus in general. I mean, I yeah. think, yeah, for sure. Yeah, do we okay. need to put a restaurant on here? I already heard there was a party dance floor. We didn't think there was one. So there's stuff, anything. Yeah. Sky's the limit. What would make it, what would yeah. be a fun attraction here on this campus Ooh. that college students would enjoy? Oh, definitely. Like you were saying, Justin, the concert. I know you said that they're going to put like a concert stadium right back here. Um, that college students love concerts and especially a lot of the fraternities will join together and they do like county line or um will do like different band parties and they would i feel like it would they would do a lot of success here you know because it's so close to campus it's what like a five minute drive Mm -hmm. i think definitely partnering with them and um i know like there's other organizations like my business fraternity i know they would love to do that but um i know we didn't go for five minutes but i would say just targeting to that group Sounds good. Sounds good. Who's next? 
Um, do you want to go? You want me to go? Either way is fine. Um, go ahead. Okay, I'll go. Um, I definitely agree with you at partnering with the um, fraternities and the sororities and that different thing, but also reaching out to the career center and going to career fairs I think would be very beneficial. Georgia College has career fairs throughout the um, school year, so I'm sure that they would allow you guys to obviously mm-hmm. come to one and talk to students, but that's a great way to get, um, you know, the, I guess your name out there and the different jobs that are out there. But also, um, I would say, you know, if you have, um, different incentives to come here, kind of, um, you know, if someone's working here and there's like maybe like a food or something area where they can work here, but also, you know, go grab lunch somewhere or even, um, like you said, the concerts, that different type of thing. And also just, um, you know, going to into the classes. I know that a lot of professors are open to having guests. And so going into the classes and talking to the students and kind of sharing what you are, um, I think is more personable than trying to, you know, message people and um, just kind of promote yourself overall, but going into the classes and kind of getting that one-on-one time with people and showing them, you know, who you guys are and what you're all about and the opportunities that you have, I think um, would be really good for you guys. Sounds good. Absolutely. I agree with both of what they, or what both of them said, excuse (laughs) me. Um, And then another thing that you guys could do, honestly, I mean, you are on what we like to call the insane asylum. Um, So you're kind of going to just draw college students in as it is because everybody kind of has a fascination with it. So, I mean, if you were to set up a restaurant, that would be kind of cool if you had kind of a themed restaurant. Or, I mean, honestly, something really easy you guys could do would have like a little like Halloween month of event events or something in October. Mm-hmm. Like you could have like every Saturday or something in October, have something different, whether it be a concert or a little like party gathering thing or I don't know. Like the um, Halloween type. Uh, yeah, um, something like that. Or like even like a blow up screen of the Charlie Brown Halloween great pumpkin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Really cool. um, oh, what about a blow up screen of horror movies? Oh my um, god. Well, oh my god. Not for the faint of that heart. That might attract but... some people. That, um, that would awesome. actually be pretty awesome. Yeah, I also would. thought it'd be really cool to have a haunted house. I also yes. thought, yeah, yes, I mean, that that's would be like, that would be really live in Denver and they have, what's it called, the 13th floor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard oh, that. So I think they do, do them we, in other cities too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we do used to have one. I don't know if we still have it. Is that the one you have to sign a waiver? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, if you guys just did something like that, focused on like, especially just the aspect of what the insane asylum is, or even for the non-college students at the older residents of Milledgeville, just focus on the history of it. Honestly, like you guys have unspeakable potential in this area. So definitely something I would recommend building on. Yeah. So let's talk about the, what type of food do you guys like that's not in Milledgeville? What you know, let's talk about the restaurant. Like we're a food campus. What do we need to attract here that you guys think that we're missing? You live the life of a college student here. You guys probably spend more money in this town than anyone else as college students. I know I did. But when you right go now. to Atlanta, like what are the things you're like, oh my God, we got to go do this because you can't do it here. Um, I definitely would want more restaurants that have outdoor mm-hmm. seating type things because we have... Mm, I mean, one place maybe Metropolis mm-hmm. yeah. maybe has an outdoor area, and, and Velvet could potentially have an outdoor area that they don't use. But um, I know that outdoor seating is something that I know a lot of people really would enjoy having because when it is pretty outside, or even when it's not, um, you know, a lot of places do have like fire areas or just um, I guess ways to get out of the house. Because like we talked about earlier, there isn't. Um, 
I guess a lot of outdoor things to do in Milledgeville. So having that outdoor restaurant, I think would be cool. And then maybe more, um, I would say kind of healthy on the go options. I know that when I'm busy and I don't have time to go to the grocery store or I don't have time to, um, you know, just do that kind of things and go sit down at a restaurant and get something. The only other options are, you know, kind of unhealthy fast food, which is fine sometimes, but you know, just mm-hmm. trying to be keep up with your health <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think that that's something, you know, that would be beneficial in Millenville. Yeah, definitely the healthy food option. Another thing, like, I mean, if you guys had the possibility of doing this, I know a lot of people, the brewery culture is very high right now. Yeah, that's yes. a great idea. So if you guys somehow could configure a brewery in Millenville, Mm-hmm. You would have the market. Oh, Let especially me tell you. like a beer garden and stuff, yes. you know, mm-hmm. with the outdoor area. Right. Kind of yeah. combine your two. And just have that very, like, aesthetic feel yeah. for the Insta-worthy post. <laughs> then, um, yeah, absolutely. That would definitely be something I know a lot of people would be interested in. So. Yes, definitely. Kind of what Shay was saying with the outdoor seating. I've always wanted a rooftop bar here. Amici is, in, is here. It's a restaurant downtown. And it's also in Macon. And they have a rooftop bar. Or not bar, roof, like the seating restaurant. Area, yeah, right. seating yeah. area. Yeah, and I would love, like, I feel that like, would be so nice. I don't know if the brick can do it, but I feel like I know they I own think the they top. Can. Yeah, it's like two stories. But we I don't know, that's, 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 <laughs> I would love that. And a brewery. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I mean, so let's just, let's keep brainstorming because this is what I'm, <laughs> I now want to market you guys and your skills and creativity breeds creativity. Mm-hmm. So to your point earlier, when you're in an environment with creative people, you tend to be more creative. It's just like an athlete, the more competitive the athletes mm-hmm. are, the better you are as an mm-hmm. athlete. And so let's brainstorm this. Let's play it out because this is what you're going to do as marketing. And it's really, and I know we do a presentation and a marketing plan, but I will tell you from my own experience that marketing is actually thinking on the fly, brainstorming and coming up with ideas. Mm -hmm. And usually those ideas on the brainstorm, the whole thing with Mad Men as a TV show, there's real fact in that brainstorming and coming up with an idea on the fly. A lot of people do that. And as one of our business partners did them they created the Marlboro Man, and so it's on the fly thing. Let's do this: a cowboy cigarettes. Obviously, I'm not promoting cigarettes, but you know what I mean. So <laughs> there's a lot of things that are like that. So you know, let's talk about let's brainstorm this. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there. We offer a bus service Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights for college students, so they can get picked up downtown and dropped off up here. And we go a brewery. We offer cider. We do outdoor bar. What else? How do we keep you here then other than eating? Do we need games? What would those mm-hmm. games be? So let's play this out. What would be a good name? Just brainstorm it off the top of your heads. And I'm not going to... You can just talk. There's no order to this. Let's just throw it out there. And <laughs> we're at a table. We're being a think tank in marketing. And let's mm-hmm. really get this together. Because if we do a good job... You know, you all have jobs, but you may want a little consulting job on the side down the road, and we will bring you back to help do this. Yeah, I would definitely say adding bands. People, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cautious, they love music. And also with the games, like you were saying, I would say definitely add cornhole. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> cornhole. Yeah, cornhole. People love cornhole. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't know, you know. Um, I know, I think definitely, because I know it's one thing I'm thinking of as far as when we're talking about when we go back home to Atlanta. Some things that always do well are themed restaurants, bars, what have you. Like they have the Christmas bar in December. They have the weird restaurant with the ice sickle thing. People things. stand in that Christmas yeah, bar absolutely. for like two hours to get Literally. into this bar. Oh, yeah. Oh. So you guys wanted to so like that. So if you guys had some kind of like 
if you kind of made it a legendary kind of insane asylum brewery kind of thing and stuck with a theme, I really mm-hmm. think you'd get people coming back as long as you had a good time. I you know? um, actually just recently went to Napa, California, and we went to a winery called The Prisoner, and um, their wine was great, but also something that was really cool to me was the background story behind the names of the wines, and it kind of went back to different like mental health things or um, you know, kind of being a prisoner to the wine kind of right. different thing, and <laughs> just kind that. of like creating that theme, I mm-hmm, think, is right. something that people enjoy and kind of um, would be able to relate back yeah. to um, with also music like you said DJs that would be something cool mm-hmm. um, Shay, I love that you know it's interesting too because on this podcast when we talk with all sorts of different mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that product is always key right like yes. you have to have a good product period mm-hmm. that's first and foremost but in today's world people really want to know the story they want to know why you started your yeah. company they want to know where their food's coming from they want to hear about the farmer they want to you know and mm-hmm. I feel like this campus has an amazing story and you know it goes back for a really long time yeah and I think people from the state of Georgia in particular really everyone knows about it it's mm-hmm. it's very well known and so I love that idea of branding and mm-hmm. pulling in the history of it as well I think right, that's cool right. you know it's funny there's um some equipment in the building. Um, in the kitchen in particular, that is just really cool. It's not something we would use anymore. It's a little bit antiquated at, in today's day, but it's super cool equipment. And we're like, we should like keep it as like a mm-hmm. piece of art. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, mm-hmm. just as kind of memorabilia from way back when, when they used to, you know, have food pr- production in the kitchen for the hospital. Oh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. um, I don't also know what access you have to all the buildings and, you know, um, kind of what you're keeping and what you're not keeping, I guess within reconstruction and stuff. But I think also people would be interested in maybe a tour of a building that hasn't been recreated because the amount of people that come out here probably when they're not supposed to, they Mm -hmm. most of the time, like the doors are locked, so you can't get in the buildings, but you can just drive around. So maybe, you know, playing with the idea of having a building that you don't fix up and having people maybe, I don't know, buy a ticket or do Mm -hmm. a special, like, you know, um, drinks and something you know something for them to do maybe do this tour and then come back afterward and have like um you know maybe an outdoor bar and like entertainment as Mm -hmm. in a band or a dj and games yeah you could do like drinks in a scavenger hunt around yeah oh yeah like Like, there's so many fun ideas with running from that kind of brewery bar scene idea especially in milledgeville so i I definitely think you're right with the brewery Mm -hmm. that's the number Mm -hmm. one thing you know and um i don't know if y'all have ever been to the avalon in Atlanta, have you had? No. no. Okay, they have, they have <laughs> okay. this um, place that's called the Barley Garden. And um, it kind of follows that same, mm-hmm. I guess, brewery type thing. But it's not a brewery that you, you know, go, go learn, I guess, the history about all the different um, beers or maybe just one type of, um, you know, beer. It's a bunch of different ones and they just have them all on tap. And so I think that's something cool because you don't have to, you know, specialize in one brand or one something. You can always have seasonal things or kind of like with the Christmas party or, you know, um, like seasonal fall beers or I don't know, just Mm -hmm. types of different types of things. So, um, yes, people can come here one time, but the next time they come back, it'll be different. Right. Because I think that's something that Milledgeville faults in you go to this one place and, and then it's the same for four it's years. the same every right. time you know and so by the time you're you've been here for four years you're like well it's fun but i've also been here 800 times <laughs> right. and it's the same, same thing mm-hmm. different day. yeah yeah 
Yeah. I like this. Go ahead. And I really like the idea too of the tour idea. I think mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. phenomenal because there's so much to this place. I mean, yeah, there really it is. used to have its own police department and oh, it yeah. used to like make its own food. There's, there's farms here and stuff. I mean, it goes on and on. There's so much depth to this entire campus mm-hmm. that I think there's a lot that could be told, not just about, you know, yeah, right. the mental health hospital, but how it actually functioned. Yeah. And just, Didn't they have their own zip code here? Yeah. Yeah. They had yeah. their own zip wow. code. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, exactly. No post office, which is kind of crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah. I think it did. We was it Atlanta? What airport were? Oh, LAX, where they had their own post office right. and zip code as well. <laughs> wow. So big. We just learned about that, so that's pretty cool. Side note, fun fact. <laughs> okay, so let's keep going with this idea. Uh-huh. So, so we build it. Okay, we have games. You talked about cornhole. Do you guys play beer pong? Is that something that's still that exists? is still yes. here? Yes, yes. still alive and well. And, and, uh, flip cup, flip cup, and yeah. mm-hmm. so things like that. I mean, I've got to imagine that you can have all those things. And- oh yeah. If you just have the supplies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do um, the busing, yeah. Like beer Olympics, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. have teams form. That would be fun. That would be fun. So, like, would be fun. A league of. Yeah, I think as long as you have transportation, too, right. people yes, will come out here. Because yeah. that's our fault in Milledgeville as well. We don't have Uber. We don't have Lyft. I'm we are actually sure. getting we, Lyft. We got yeah, I it, saw one yesterday. So <laughs> but there's also, like, one driver, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. So it's not really, like, Lyft. reliable. You, you know what I'm saying? Getting a ride. So you yeah. have to get a taxi, which is fine, but I'm, I mean... I would personally rather have other transportation that I know I can count on if I'm going right. to go somewhere, especially right. if you're going to be drinking. I think that's another thing. Absolutely. And just curious, do most kids on campus have cars or not really because mm-hmm. it's such a small campus? Most do you think do a lot have of kids cars, have cars for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. However, if there's any kind of alcohol involved, nobody's driving. Right. I think, so, I think yeah. in today's world, kids are so much better about that than yeah. way back um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think everyone's really responsible and... I know my kids um, have large Uber bills because, you know, they live in cities where Uber exists more and they're very responsible about if they're going out using mm-hmm. that. So Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Going Luckily, back, most of our stuff is pretty walkable. So <laughs> right. yeah. Going back to the Beer Olympics that you talked about and just having activities here, this might be far out, but I think it's a super cool idea. Have you seen, okay, so you know the big slides, like the big blow-up slides there that you know. can get? Getting a big blow-up slide and having, you know, like a team that does the flip clap or the beer pong or whatever and having them like run up the slide and go down and see who can get back down the fastest kind of thing. I'm like, like here at li- liability bells are going off in my head. I'm like, oh my God, drinking hit a huge slide. That is so cool. We, as long as they don't drive. Yeah, as long as they don't drive. I mean, if you break your arm, that's your fault. You fell. Although I keep, I keep <laughs> imagining like the videos of like the kid on the roof who jumps off onto the table. What is that? Oh, I know. You, you, oh, you guys should probably know and Deborah's going to kill me for saying this on the air, but Deborah used to drive around with a beer ball in her trunk. <laughs> I did it once. I did, did it, it once. once. Okay, once. I did it once and it was before school. I picked my friends up and it was kind of a little challenge that they had to do a beer bong before we went to school. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of a funny okay, thing. The okay, lights just went out again. <laughs> Is right. this energy saving? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that's so weird. <laughs> anyway. And so at least it's not cutting off this studio electric. That would be bad. And so, all right, let's, as we finish off, let's talk about you guys as individuals. If, I, if I'm interviewing you and, and you're going for a job and you're getting into marketing or it's your dream job, tell me about each of yourselves and what you would want me to know. Jordan? Okay. Well, 
first, I would just say, you know, obviously like the basic things, like where I'm from, where I went to school, you know, what I studied. But I would also go into detail about my leadership skills and what I've been a part of. I, do you want me to tell you what I've been a part of? Yeah, let's do okay. it. I'm interviewing okay. you right <laughs> Um, so my sorority, um, I'm in Kappa Delta here, but with my sorority, um, I've had like various leadership positions in it, but also in the Panhellenic community. So the Panhellenic is kind of like the top tier, then the sororities are underneath it. And so in Panhellenic, I was a recruitment counselor for two years in a row. I was um, the co-head recruitment counselor. And so with recruiting, you're recruiting, you know, the new girls coming in, mainly like their freshman and sophomore year. Typically, it's like I would say, like 85% freshmen going through recruitment and like the rest are upper class or sophomores. And so with that, I, me and another girl, we led all those girls. Um, it was probably like over 400 girls. And I was also the Panhellenic delegate with that. And I was serving on two different councils, my sorority and Panhellenic. And then my favorite part, I love to talk about, if my friends are listening, they're like, oh yes, she's about to mention it. I love my business and fraternity. My brothers out there, um, we've, we've been, and we just, it's just so funny. We just talk about it. Like, we're like, you're my brother, you know, but like, they're like, but you're a girl. I'm like, but we just still call it, you know, it's the brotherhood. <laughs> but so with that, I've been to like two uh, lead conferences and we've got to be other chapters in the business fraternity and also business professionals as well. So and so how, that's what I would really tell them. So how many members are in, well, okay, let's, I'm going to go big question here. So how many members mm -hmm. are in a sorority in general Typically, or fraternities and then a business mm -hmm. fraternity? Yeah. So, um, with the business fraternity, it's kind of a side, like there's the fraternities on campus and sororities, but they're part of like the fraternities are part of IFC. That's the inter fraternity council. I'm sure that, you know, you know of it. And then um, there's Panhellenic for the sororities. But the business fraternity is completely different. It, we have about, I think, 60 to 70 members. Um, uh, we're the only business fraternity on our campus. And so with the sororities, there are about like 200 members each. Oh, wow. So they're pretty mm -hmm. big. And yes. the fraternities as well? No, they're not as big. I would say under Maybe 100. like 100? Yeah. 100 yeah, max. Yeah, 100 max. Oh, my gosh. So you, the girls have the advantage. <laughs> Oh, well, our campus, it's mainly girls. Mm -hmm. Isn't it what, like 60 to 40 or probably I think more. it's starting to level really? out a little bit more now, yeah. but I know when we got here, it was 60, 40. Mm -hmm. I guess the boys have the advantage in a way, but I would say you get the pick <laughs> then. Yeah, right. to, uh, to an extent. They're interesting guys here. Yeah. So, <laughs> they have a little bit of growing up to do. Yes. Well, no, we don't actually, as men, fully develop our brains till about 25. I know this for a I was a later bloomer than that. <laughs> but uh, Sorry, you I'm had your fun. I'm still playing on my head <laughs> podcast right here. So, <laughs> um, so Emily? Alrighty. Um, well, I guess I've kind of already told you a little bit about my work experience with um, being a marketing manager my sophomore year of college, kind of falling in love with marketing. Um, I just found it was something that I was really good at, something that I loved, specifically with retail, specifically with clothing, but I am definitely open to a lot of entertainment, things like that. Um, and then in addition to that, 
I've just kind of, I don't know, I've just like been really passionate about everything I've done. I've gotten to do a lot of really interesting things, really creative things, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, one thing that I would say that is one of my strengths is my communication. I've been really, um, you know, outgoing and communicative, I guess you would say, since high school. I was actually on our speech and debate team and um, just kind of kept that up through my rhetoric minor and marketing in general is basically communications. Um, and I don't know, I mean, that's just something that I love. I love like, you know, being able to, you know, formulate a message, whether it be through marketing or through gener general communication and just kind of get elicit the desired response and see where it goes. I just love the creativity aspect of it. So that's definitely something that I am looking for in my career. But <laughs> Shay, um, I would definitely say that one of my strong points is my strong work ethic, I would say. And um, when I am working on something, um, I definitely think it could be a weakness, but I form this perfectionist characteristic where I have to sit there and work on it till it's perfect. And I definitely think that slows me down sometimes, but I've kind of learned to work, you know, to finish things early and then to maybe go back and kind of nitpick things. Um, just cause you know, when you do present something or you do turn in something, you want it to get a good grade back and a good reaction back. And that's just something that, um, I take pride in. So I think it, you know, working really hard and making things almost pretty perfect is something that I take pride in. Um, I also have found that I have a really, a pretty generally competitive personality, um, and that's kind of led me to sales. Um, and that's what um, I was saying. I got hired in recently, and so I have enjoyed marketing, and I have enjoyed this major. I think it's really helped me grow um, in finding who I am with my communication skills and working with people and um, just kind of thinking outside the box. But I have learned lately that I'm more interested in sales and um, working with people and kind of finding out, you know, the different relationships that you build will take you further in that business. And so just being competitive and money motivated, I think, is something that um, I take pride in. Okay, so my final question, or did I already say that? Maybe I didn't. So I this is my final closing. question. <laughs> Last one. Okay, and so I know we have the presentation tomorrow and the lights just went back on. And so, and we don't need to talk about the presentation and you guys are a little bit at a disadvantage, but you were the first ones to volunteer for the podcast. So kudos for that and major bravery. <laughs> and all of you have done an amazing job. I think all of you are natural speakers, by the way, and you should all be very communicative individuals, if that's even a word. I just, I keep making up words on the podcast. <laughs> And, it is uh, now. <laughs> but so, and I don't want, we don't want to know about the presentation. We'll, we'll see it tomorrow and I'll actually go back and talk about it on another podcast on a motivational Monday. But what is the thing that you loved about it the most? And was there anything you loved about it? Was it just another project? You know, feedback for us. I want you mm -hmm. to be real with us since we're sort of here in position, but in any brainstorming circle, you yeah. want information to go both ways. I think my favorite part was going through your social media feed and seeing all these different companies that you guys have interviewed on your podcast and how interesting, like, and it's really, it's really cool because all, most of them are in Georgia. And so we're like, oh, they're from, you know, our home state. And so we can actually, you know, try these products and everything. And so I think we definitely learned a lot, especially from like, well, honestly, I've, I've, lis I've listened to like a couple podcasts, but I didn't really know what all was entailed in a podcast. And so we learned a lot about that. And just by listening to you guys on your podcast as well was really interesting. 
Do you feel that you know us even better? (laughs) No, yes, yes. And you guys have been so nice. It was so, like, I don't even think we would have been ever to go into that facility if we would have never have met you guys. (laughs) Oh, we were excited. You were excited. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll show you. Yes, that was really interesting. But I would definitely say that, seeing the different companies. Well, this has definitely been one of my favorite projects so far, honestly. Um, I promise I'm not kissing butt. I really did. Um, but I don't know. I just like saw a lot of potential in your podcast. The fact that you guys have only been doing this for, what, six, six eight weeks now? Um, and the fact that you've already gotten so much of a following. You guys really are doing a great thing by, you know, reaching out to entrepreneurs and, you know, providing this information to possibly future entrepreneurs. And we don't want to spoil our surprise tomorrow as to what our plan is, but we would like you guys to be able to do that even more. So you will see more about that tomorrow. But <laughs> I definitely think it's been great working with you guys. Um, I, you know, the project kind of, um, you know, it's harder if you have a harder, you know, a tough client that puts you really under pressure and makes you, you know, <laughs> kind of like want to be like, Ugh. but um, I think it's been really great working with you guys because I feel like um, we're going to give you a great presentation, but also y'all have wanted us to receive something out of this. And that's something that um, I think has been super great. Um, I definitely enjoyed playing with the different ideas and the different alternatives, I guess is what they're called, um, for this project and just kind of seeing what works for you guys, what wouldn't work for you guys. And, um, the no budget thing was, you know, slightly a challenge, just trying to figure out what, um, will reach your goal. And so that was something fun and interesting to research and just to kind of see the different options out there, um, that I wasn't aware of. I looked into a lot of podcast statistics just because I was, you know, curious. And, um, that was something that I wrote on and just, um, you know, how many podcasts are out there and the amount of people that are listening to them and what age groups and just how it's all broken down. I never really thought about all that going into it, but it really does matter when um, you are creating a podcast, knowing the right people that are listening and where they're from and what they're doing and where they're listening from um, really plays a role into it. And we'll share that with you guys. Awesome. So I'm going to tell the audience a little bit, and you guys already know because I already met you. I got was a month and a half ago. It seems that time flies, especially when I'm releasing three podcasts a week on top of trying to do my job. And, um, but one of the things that I liked about it and why I agreed to do it was because when I was your age, what I, you know, and I joined fraternities and I had people I connected to, but no one ever was really there for me to mentor me or, And if they were, I didn't know how to ask. But the reality is, is you don't know how to yet. It's just not there yet. You haven't entered the workforce. So one of the reasons I wanted to do it was so I could offer that to you guys and say, here's a project. Let me get to know you guys and you guys get to know us. And, you know, we wanted to make it a little different. The podcast was different. I could, we could have done anything at our business really, but we wanted to do something that was changing in the world and it's at the forefront of communication and marketing. And that's podcasts. Cause as you said, statistically, they're booming right now mm-hmm. and there's hundreds of thousands of them right now. So making a niche is difficult, but. I want to be available to you guys because I do believe in the give back and I wish someone, you know, I had my, my, my dad and I had people that I could, that mentored me through work and through food, but I didn't have someone that was independent of that where I could just be like, anytime, you know, I had a question or I needed advice or I was going through a personal period that I didn't have a mentor in my life that wasn't a parent, that wasn't someone that helped me. So that's number one. Number one is you guys did a great job. 
Uh, one, I want to say you were on time, which is awesome. <laughs> Number two, the most important thing was that you picked up the phone and called us when you couldn't find the building. It wasn't a text mm-hmm. message. It wasn't an email. So we talked about it a little bit beforehand, and we're losing this art of communication as individuals. But as people in marketing and people in business, I encourage you to have real relationships with people over the telephone. We're losing a lot of the face-to-face, but pick up the phone and get mm-hmm. to know the people you work with. Don't write an email, you know, unless it absolutely needs to be in writing. You get a lot more done over the phone. So what you guys have done, and that's part of the reason I wanted to record you on the podcast, because I want to get your voices out there so you can share it with people. So here's the deal. Um, I, I will grade you whatever it is, because that's what we're supposed to do. I'm a pretty lenient person, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think there's any wrong ideas when it comes to marketing and advertising. I think there's a lot of trial and error, and you never know what's mm-hmm. going to work and what's not going to work. But I like ideas, and I like brainstorming, and I like creativity. So here's, here's what I'm saying. One is, is as I'll repeat it. I will get you guys all can get a reference from me. So I will write you all a reference letter. Um, I'm going to listen to the podcast and individualize it to each one of you. So that's part of the reason of doing the podcast is that I get to know you. The audience gets to know you, but I wanted to not write a blanket, a referral letter for each of you. So I will write a letter and you can have it. And even though you already have a job, just keep it keep there. Keep it for the future. You need it. Never know when you yeah. need it. The other thing is you have my cell phone number. You have my email. You have Deborah's cell phone number. You have her email. I seriously mean this. As you go through life or you have something or something happens or you get laid off or you need a different career path, pick up the phone and call me. Like I, I'm open. That's why I do this podcast. I like giving back for everything that I've had successful in my life. And I want to help all of you be successful because I do believe that your generation that's coming up, if given the right tools, could be the greatest generation of all time. And I say that on the podcast because I mean it because you're dealing with more information at a rapid rate and you've been able to process it faster than any other generation. And so as we lose the World War II vets who were supposedly, or are, I should be careful I say that, the greatest generation up until now, we have a chance to do something better. So I want to help do that. So I'm here as a resource and I'm here as a mentor. If you guys want it on a regular basis, I will, I don't really have time, but I always make time for things that I feel (laughs) is important. And, And you guys are important, seriously. And I want you to succeed and you've done an amazing job and all of you have earned my respect for real and thank congratulations. you so much well, thank you yes. we really appreciate we everything it so it's up to you guys and it's there and i heavily mm-hmm. encourage you just to pick up the phone if you have a question and deborah and i will be here for you and you know what i'd like to do also is down the road as you guys have time and we start milledgeville is bring you all back and and mm-hmm. maybe as consultants yeah. and help us make this campus and you can still keep your real jobs and we do something <laughs> make I you a little mark yeah just just for fun and mm-hmm. a way for you guys to earn some extra money in life and help put away money for something and make you a part of it and put your name on something back here and help your community so Yes, I would love that. I think that would be so fun to be a part of this. And Mm -hmm. um, like all the ideas that we threw around, it'll be cool to see, you know, kind of what you guys do make out of um, this place because there really is so much potential. Absolutely. And this community in general has so much potential. So, yeah.
Well, thank you guys. I know it was a random draw for you guys to chosen <laughs> for our project, but I do appreciate your time and I do appreciate your effort. And I know it's for a grade and you had to do it, but you guys really are a good group. And so I appreciate it. And I can't wait to see what you guys come up with tomorrow. I, I'm imagining great things. You guys have given me, uh, I've seen little looks come out of your eyes when we talk about things. I'm like, hmm, there's something there. So I can't wait to find out. Yeah. Deborah loves business plans and, and entrepreneurship. And you know, that's part of it too, is I, you know, always have an open mind guys. If I could leave you with one thing, there's really don't ever box yourself in because that's a lesson I had to learn the hard way is don't box yourself in. Don't believe people who criticize you, but listen to it and try to improve. So that's what we're all about. Right? So thank you guys again. This is Justin in the food entrepreneurs podcast. You can reach me at justin.bizarro at gmail.com that's b-i-double-z-a-double-r-o at gmail.com and I'm really honored and if people like what we're doing with the podcast please share with your friends and family and these amazing girls or women actually I should say (laughs) um, share what they're doing because I really think they've put their heart into this they've taken the time to be with us we've gotten to know them through a rapid getting to know rate and they are special and they are the next generation that's going to work in this world that are going to support us as entrepreneurs or be entrepreneurs themselves so thank you guys and everyone have a good night Mm -hmm.